Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And uh, if you are new to my tribe, would love to give you my free Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, The Three Ways of Navigating Your Way to More Peace, Positivity, and Personal Power. So, so you can actually create the life of your dreams and have fun doing it, because uh, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> So the the URL to go for there is sensitivesoulguide.com, and that will forward you to the page where you can get that free download. And, um, you know, I, I just love bringing people onto the show who are doing different aspects of, of healing. It's sort of like um, I liken it to different facets of a humongous diamond, you know, like it's all beautiful. There's different ways of, of doing things, and what works for one person may not work you know, personally for another person. And so today's guest, uh, Lisa Barnett, is a very special guest. She's the best-selling author of The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records uh, and From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life. And her third book is called Your Soul Has a Plan, Awaken to Your Life's Purpose. And so that's exciting because we're going to talk about that today. And you can check out her site at akashicknowing.com. And I'm so glad that uh, we made this connection with Lisa because uh, we haven't had someone, yeah, I was kind of looking, well, passively, uh, I tell the universe what I want, and then I usually get the answer, so <laughs> I said, okay, we haven't had an expert here on the Akashic Records yet, um, so I'll just let the universe, like, let me know when, you know, just, just somebody show up, and, and so Lisa showed up, and I was like, woohoo, yeah, this is what we want, so, like, you know, do you ever feel confused and clear, fearful about life? I know there's a lot of people out there that are feeling that way. Um, do you guys ever feel stuck, like your life is lacking a true purpose? Again, a lot of people out there are feeling the same way. And what about us being creators? You know, those of us in the spiritual realm have been told over and over again, humans are creators, we are amazing creators, and da-da-da-da-da. And yet, so many people are kind of stuck going, I don't want to be a creator, or at least if I created this, <laughs> how am I supposed to get out of this? So we live in very challenging and difficult times, but it's also really exciting times. So if you resonate with some of these questions, definitely stick on this interview with Lisa Barnett because we are going to delve into uh, what are Akashic records, what's a soul plan, how do you you know access this powerful information. Um, we're going to be talking about some questions that people have tuned in and asked about as well, like what about soul contract partners? What does that mean? Can I get out of these contracts if I don't like it? Um, you know, how how can we use quantum healing through the Akashic Records? And, and what about um, vows? You know, can we rewrite those kinds of things? So lots of great things we're going to be talking about today with Lisa. And you can actually see her books on Amazon as well. And uh, the number to call in later uh, if you have a question for Lisa, and we're also, by the way, going to be doing a group healing. Um, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up, 818-514-1190. And then I'm going to open up the chat as well. So if you're just online and not calling in, because for some people it is long distance, uh, you can go ahead and put your question in the chat, and we'll kind of open up the phone lines and uh, talk about questions a little later. Um, and then we're actually, like I said, going to do a group healing. So we're going to kind of tune in. I have some ideas already, but whoever's on the line live, your energy will, you know, connect as well. And we can get, uh, you know, together what is it that we wish Lisa to help us with today. So without further ado, hi, Lisa. Hi, Karen. It's great oh, to it's be so great here to with you. you. Yeah, very fun. 
Yeah. I love connecting with people who, you know, the, especially authors that love books and, and just that are making a difference in the world in a very positive way because we, you know, there's a lot of so-called negativity out there and it's easy to get wrapped up in fear and feeling lost and unclear. And I think that what you do is you help people get more of that clarity and that's really exciting. Yes, you know, we all need clarity, don't we? And especially right now, it has been such a crazy, you know, year or two or five, actually. <laughs> and, you know, I I work with people every day who are just, they're like, I'm stuck, I'm at a crossroads, I don't know, you know, what to think, what to do, I'm just really confused and unclear. And so um, the reason that I love accessing our own personal Akashic records is because there is that soul guidance, your personal clarity, because it's not about, you know, what's the best thing for everybody in the world to do. You know, of course, we can look at some of those thoughts, but what's the highest and best thing for me to do today or this week or this year, right, to really be able to hone in on your own soul's plan and get real true guidance from your soul so that's definitely what we'll all be talking about today oh fantastic fantastic so exciting so tell us a little bit about um you know your your background um because you know a lot of people say well how you know how come lisa knows all this information and and was she like gifted at age two you know (laughs) um Something kind of like that, I would say, um, at age three. Let's go. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, at yeah, age three, you know, I, yeah, I, I had kind of one of those crazy experiences that some of us have, which was I remember trying to explain something to my mother. And, you know, three-year-olds don't have the greatest, you know, um, language. They don't have a lot of, of you know, words and so right whenever i was babbling at mom she was kind of staring blankly at me and i literally remember looking at my hands and thinking oh my gosh i'm trapped again i'm like trapped in a body and my first thought was i want to go back i want to go home i don't want to do this so having an experience like that when you're just little <laughs> Obviously, kind of sets a tone for your life, and um, I literally went on to start studying as soon as I could start studying, which for me was around 13, 14, when I was kind of old enough and kind of conscious enough again to go to a bookstore and, you know, buy spiritual books, buy books about ancient wisdom and, and philosophy, so. Yeah, most 13-year-olds aren't doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I know nowadays they are but back in my day nope 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 (laughs) well you know um I'm actually a little older so I was growing up in the 60s and in California and so we it's interesting because somebody was just you know saying this to me the other day they said you know we thought we had this all covered back in the 60s what the heck happened yes right you know here we were having uh sit-ins and all sorts of different um 
things were going on, uh, you know, with everybody trying to bring love to the world, right, transform um, humanity, all about, you know, just, I don't know, just awakening. It really was very much. At at that point, the Maharishi um, was working with the Beatles and bringing um, transcendental meditation to the U.S., right, to the West. And so it was a very profound time. But what the record keepers say is that we... Um, we were at the very beginning of this energy, and it was kind of really up and conscious, but we hadn't moved far enough into this new um, age of Aquarius. We hadn't moved into a direct enough alignment with, say, the galactic center. We hadn't started to wake up in other sorts of ways. And so we got all on the bandwagon, but then, you know, the 80s and disco in the 90s, which was a lot about the me generation, kind of um, sidetracked us. And so here we are again in a much stronger energy and vibration, higher vibration, even though it may not feel like it. We've moved more fully into a higher alignment that allows new um you know, frequencies to come to the earth. And that's actually what we're experiencing right now is, you know, really being forced to wake up because our dear mother earth is awakening herself. Right. Yes. And some of us sensitive souls, uh, that's most of my tribe, you know, literally can feel it in our bodies. Um, And uh, sometimes it isn't necessarily just our stuff. Uh, sometimes it's like feeling Mother Earth or feeling all of humanity or feeling mass consciousness. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it gets a little too much. <laughs> um, but I totally agree with you. Is that, yeah, we ha- it's like these sparks of awakening that we were noticing, you know, in the 60s and then other things happened and people were, well, I mean, some spiritual, I call them spiritual leaders, you know, were, were murdered or killed or whatever. And, and it was like this, this, almost like this group, uh, to me, what it felt like, um, it's like a group sadness almost, like a group mm-hmm. sadness or betrayal or something like that. And then we kind of went down that, you know, road in the 80s, like you said, in the 90s. And, you know, we have distractions and Madonna and, you know. <laughs> like, and I really love 80s music, i got to tell you guys. Um, <laughs> but it was like and all there was distractions. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, and, and so now it's like things are sort of in our face. Yeah. Like, it's actually kind of hard to distract ourselves even. I mean, people can try, but it's, I find anyway, it's, it's actually pretty challenging um, to that place. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. You know, I really do agree, and I think the great gift of that is is that more people are waking up. Right, more people since the COVID lockdown have taken time to learn to meditate, to maybe yeah. do some yoga, to get out in nature, to commune a little bit more, because there weren't many places to go except for, you know, kind of into a more meditative, expansive state or outside if you were close enough to, to get out and go for a walk or a hike or go to a beach or really commune energetically, right, spiritually with with Mother Nature with the and that beautiful energy. And so... Um, 
yeah, I think we were kind of driven <laughs> into. Right. Like I, I, they say that um, necessity, you know, is the mother of invention. So to me, that that means that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, people don't purposefully, generally speaking, try to get themselves into an uncomfortable situation so they can grow from it unless, you know, you do that on purpose. Like sometimes I fling myself in the air, try to twirl around and land on a quarter-inch blade and figure skating, which is pretty uncomfortable. But, you know, most people are pretty comfortable being comfortable, and I have other areas in my life where I'm completely, like, probably overly comfortable. So life has a way of bringing us to that growth place where, you know, we can do kicking and screaming, or we can do it from a more peaceful place, and this is where some of the work that you do, uh, which you know, uh, gives us clarity about who we are, what we're here to do, um, and not, and we're not just this body. I think it's really, really important. You know, another avenue that people can explore. So thank you, you know, mm. for for your dedication in this space. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think that is you know one of the huge points. You know, we're not just this little body, right? Yep. That is one of the the big points that, that I've been seeing because, of course, again, with so many people being sick and being challenged and, you know, just so much going on in the world, and then people often will, you know, come to me for, like, why, 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 <laughs> why do you pick this? What are we doing? What, is this, like, the end of the world? Are we really going to, you know, annihilate the planet or what's happening? But, but kind of the interesting thing, and I know it doesn't really look like it out there, but what the record keepers say is that when we move to a higher vibration, we first have to clear all of the old energies. We have to clear the old beliefs, the old trauma, the emotional pain. Um, Often we also go through kind of um, some sorts of different illnesses which purge old um, energy and and, and, um, even viruses out of our body. So sometimes we almost get sick to get rid of the old crap that's, you know, been stuck in our energy field, in our physical field. And so that's a lot of what we're seeing because until we can see and acknowledge and actually do something to heal the challenges in the world, we'll never be able to really um, create heaven on earth. And so until we can bring the male and the female energy back into balance, until we can um, really heal all of the, the, the huge imbalance in every sort of way, whether it's around racism or masculine, feminine, you know, it's, it really needs to be worked on and, and healed in order for us to move into a higher vibration with the whole planet. And I completely and utterly believe that we're doing it. We are in the process of doing it even though it may not look like it, even though it may look like things are worse instead of better. I think it's just all of the garbage coming up, and now it's right in front of our face. All that stuff that we've stuffed and ignored, you know, and pushed down over all the years, now it's really, you know, in our face. Wow, yeah, that somebody uh, had said once, it's just sort of like when you 
turn the light on in a dark room, uh, you know, you see it where all the cockroaches uh, scatter. <laughs> but unless right? you turn on the light, you wouldn't notice that you even had a cockroach problem. <laughs> um, that reminds me back in back in my college days. Yeah, that that actually happened. So <laughs> right, um, that, it, but it's true. Yeah. It it is, and and so yeah, because a lot of people are like, hey, what I'm seeing because they they're not necessarily seeing the bigger picture, um, you know, is is really you know they're like, oh, it's really depressing what we're seeing, things are getting worse, and um, and so my view has always been like, well, you know, it it's always been there, but you didn't know it was there, so now it's actually a little bit more transparent, you know, right. um, and maybe it seems ridiculous, but maybe it needs to be that way, <laughs> you know, for, for us right. to wake up and to make a choice. So I think things happen that not necessarily are comfortable, but basically prod us to not just sit there and, like, just be at the whims of a victim, you know, but actually make a choice. So, yeah, so, t- so tell us about how our Akashic Records, what is it, first of all, and then how can that help us in this space? Right. So um, every single person has their very own Akashic Record. And the way it works is that when we first individuate from source as a soul saying, I'm going to go on a journey, I'm going to individuate from this collective energy of of oneness, of source, and I'm going to have my own journey. And um, everything from the time you individuate until you eventually return back to the oneness, everything you do think, you know, experience um, is recorded in your own personal Akashic library. So what that means is is that as these very ancient souls, we have huge libraries because we literally have been at this for a very, 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 you know, millions or billions of years if you want to try and put it into years. I don't know that we actually could because, you know, as we know, there is no real time-space continuum in the um, quantum field. In in reality, there is no time. And so um, everything we are... And, you know, you can shift into the idea, you know, at this moment, every aspect of you on this planet, on other planets, in other dimensions or realms, sometimes we're part of a um, an angelic family or maybe we have other lifetimes in the elemental worlds or on uh, Sirius or the Pleiades, we're all really star seeds. We all come from elsewhere as souls. And so... Um, all of that is recorded in this etheric energy that we call the Akash or the Akashic Records or the Akashic Field because it is a vibration, it is an energy which is part of source, it's pure energy. And, um, you know, I like to look at it as a library because I think it's kind of easier for us to wrap our heads around so we can imagine that each soul, each person, every one of you, has your own huge library with thousands and thousands and thousands of books, and every book represents a lifetime that you are having somewhere. And you also have your very own Akashic librarians, which is also very important because that means you have pure light beings who are supporting you to actually understand who you are and, you know, for us humans at the moment, why we're here and what we came to do. So 
the idea is that your soul actually writes a plan before you embody into a human form. And that soul plan is written and, of course, stored in this Akashic field. And does somebody yes. help us do that? Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So the way I see it is, you know, and of course because we are human, I think we often put things in kind of human context. And so the Akashic Record Keepers, who are these beautiful beings of light who are here supporting us, they're there um, giving us information and helping us understand our soul plan. But when we're in between lives, we're with lots of other souls, and there are beings that help us and guide us. And and so if you imagine that you decide, okay, I'm going to go back to Earth. This looks like a really exciting time. I've been waiting for this for whatever, ever, to to see humanity awaken. I want to be part of it. So imagine that that's really what what many or most of us thought when we came back to Earth this time. We're like, I want to be here. This is going to be exciting. We're going to wake up. We're going to flip the old energy. We're going to, you know, crash the old matrix. We're going to create heaven on Earth. So when we decide we want to do that, you know, here we're working with other souls, such as, you know, um, I want to have soul contracts to support other people who, you know, who wants to be part of my support team. So I'll support you and you'll support me and we'll do all sorts of great stuff in the world. And so you have, you know, a half a dozen or a dozen or maybe more souls step up and say, hey, I do. You know, we've been uh, part of the same soul family forever. Or we had a couple of great lives together. It was really fun to be in relationship with you. Let's support each other. So we actually make these plans. We go through this. We write all sorts of soul contracts. And, of course, the ones that aren't as fun are the ones where we say, okay, I want to learn about whatever it is. I want to learn about abandonment. I want to learn about... um, you know, some sort of challenge. I want to understand, I want to be able to grow and understand that concept of, say, being abandoned or abandoning someone or low self-esteem or or fear or doubt. I want to learn about these emotions. And so we put those challenges in our lives, and often, you know, they're really traumatic challenges. Maybe... Um, you know, you were abandoned as a child. Maybe it was, um, uh, you know, your father just, right, went out for coffee one day and never came home, you know, or or um, maybe you were put up for adoption because your, your single mother, your young single mother couldn't raise you. Or, um, you know, some of the family died in an earthquake or a, hurricane or some terrible, you know, um, earth trauma, right? So we write these traumas into our plan because we actually do want to understand and grow around that and actually help other people. Okay. And, and, and are there, is it true, Lisa, that, I mean, some souls are quote-unquote older or more experienced than other souls? 
I know sometimes as humans we like to categorize things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've looked into a baby's eyes and go, oh, my, what a yeah. Right, not yeah. even knowing what I'm talking about. I mean, this is way before I do all the stuff, you know, that I do now. Right. I remember my yeah. cousin's child, the second child. I looked into his eyes, and he looked like he peered into the depths of my soul. And I just took a, like almost a breath like that, and I was like, "Wow, that's quite the little sage you have there." The first time I met him, and the parents were like, "Oh, okay." And <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know what I meant. So is that true? Like, there's some people who are very young biologically, yeah. but they're older. Sure. More experience? Yes, you know the way the record keepers explain it is well. There's a there's a couple levels, and so we don't all individuate from source in one moment. And so there are souls who have been traveling about and actually being helping to create some of the realms and some of the places, planes, or dimensions. We have been out here in the universes for you know a longer time than other souls. So yes, that if you, you know, want to look at it that way, there are souls that are older. And then the kind of other interesting thing is is that for um people who come to earth, it's not the first place we come, right? It this is not some easy, you know, uh right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, it's it, it's not just like, oh, let's go and play and have fun. I think that that was the original concept, but then we changed it because we, as, again, ancient souls, said we want a place where we can grow, where we can do something different, where everything is not just easy and perfect, as in just kind of pure source energy. And so we literally created a darker realm, a a more challenging world that has all this trauma and pain and dark darkness, anger and hatred and and you know, really the 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 low energies, the low vibrations of shame and guilt and really hatred, murder, things like that, right? So this world, I believe, is really created for us to learn as as ancient souls. Because, again, you could almost roll around the heavens all day and have a lovely time but not really grow or go deeper or understand uh, everything in, in, a, in a more profound sort of way. So when we're up against challenges, when we have to go from emotional pain and trauma from hurt or abuse or a terrible accident or something that happens, you know, in the world, when we have to go from that to waking up in some sort of way to forgiving, to compassion, to being of assistance and and going really from... Um, possibly being a victim to being able to go through all of the steps of consciousness and and compassion and forgiveness and love all the way out the other side to that pure divine unconditional love it's really the the experience as odd as it sounds um that the soul is looking for and that the soul actually creates so, you know, so I know I've. Sense. I, I really think it yeah. does make sense because 
you know, as a soul that's not embodied, it's hard to actually really experience. It's almost like theoretically, <laughs> you know. Right, um, right. But once we're in a body, we get to have this container, and so we get a contrast of this feeling or that feeling. And, and yeah, we, we, you know, most of us forget what, we're, what we said we wanted, but that's on purpose. Because <laughs> right. if we knew everything, right. then we wouldn't be exploring and, you know, growing and learning. Um, so, yeah, I think that was, a, that was a great explanation of that. Thank you, Lisa. Yes, of course. You know, and, and then the other aspect is just that we also want to share our gifts, right? So kind of that upside is that we have gifts that we want to share with the world. And, and you know, they can be every kind of gift, right? It, it, it might be a creative gift. Maybe we're artists or writers or painters or musicians. Um, it might be, you know, we have some uh, memories and, and gifts of, um, healing or inventors maybe we come to invent new things bring new um information from other planets planes or dimensions like okay though the uh the earth world you know needs to transform a lot of that ocean into drinkable water like who can bring some um invention that will help us do that to the earth who can remember how we did that on another plane or dimension? Or yes, who has yes. that, you know? So I believe that's what we're going to be seeing over the next, you know, 20, 40, you know, years is a lot of the real newer star seeds. So they're old souls but new to Earth, and that's what you right. see sometimes in these very wise little babies, right? Yep. Um, as a matter of fact, what the record keepers say is that um, many of the souls that are being born now are coming karma-free. And what that means is that they haven't gotten stuck in this cycle of learning here on Earth. They literally have just been able to come, say, from other worlds or other dimensions and show up to really help us. And so they're not stuck in a lot of the old um, emotional pain and, and trauma and, you know, challenges. And so they'll be just pure, bright souls who are really here to help and to really be in service to humanity. And I believe that it's um, those souls who will make it possible for us to kind of um, awaken the world, to kind of... Uh, shift the trajectory we're on or to, um, you know, to kind of raise the energy vibration so high that everybody has kind of a more spontaneous awakening, at least awakening into a place of love. Uh, that's beautiful. And so just to clarify, these karma-free new souls, um, are you talking more, like in the human form, are you talking more about young people coming in? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're literally I think there's some who are under 10, but I think really the majority of them are just coming, right? So they'll be the ones right. who are being born, you know, <laughs> to Okay, okay. You know, the right. next last year, next year, the next 10, 20 years. Uh, and then of course well, they have you know, to grow up. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, it's interesting because uh my just observation of, you know, my, I mostly have clients and, and former patients in the mid-50s, 60s, you know, that kind of thing, and so they have grandchildren. 
And yeah. um, as I'm observing, you know, what they're saying about their grandchild or even watching them, is that they seem to have, some of them, ha- have this ability to, no matter what's going on around them, no matter what chaos or negativity or whatever, they're just them. And they don't, they're like, I would say unflappable even. I mean, yes, they might, you know, fall down and have a mini cry for like a second or two, um, <laughs> but they don't seem to have anything stick to them, which is a, which is very different from those of us, you know, born in, you know, earlier, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, where, where you know, the, the trauma energy has stuck to some degree and, and we are doing the hard work, not, not to negate all the hard work that the older, not the newly, you know, karma-free souls coming in. You know, I think it's still very valuable, the work that we are doing. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. And um, I have a new granddaughter myself, you know, who's just turned, I think, just six months. Thank you. And it's, you know, and I just saw, like, you know, (laughs) she's so happy. I mean, the baby almost never cries. And I'm like, wow. And it's just so sweet. She just when 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 she wakes up from a nap, say, and her dad brings her into the room we were visiting uh, a couple weeks ago, and she'd like just you know see me and light up, just big huge smile, just happy, you know, just like yay, there you are. <laughs> it's just so fun because they're they're just it's just different, and I've got you know three kids and, you know, been around lots of babies in my life. And I'm like, wow, this is different to me, right? This is, she's not afraid of, like, you know, a stranger. Anyway, so I really believe that they're just coming in with this purity and clarity and wisdom that will really help us to um, to transform our lives. I, I, I really believe that they are a huge gift that is that is coming to um to really help and support us in a huge way. And, and, and also, it's important that we remember that we truly are. Um, each and every one of you is a gift. Each person is unique. And one of the kind of fascinating things, when I started to work in, in the Akashic Records and do readings for clients many years ago, I would every reading was unique. Every person was different. They're their, you know, their gifts, their lives, their experiences, and and um, and it really, really, really made me so consciously aware of how unique we are as a soul, different places and planes and dimensions and worlds, and of course, our families, everything, our reactions, everything is so unique to to exactly who you are and what you came to do and to learn and to share. Right, like sort of like in this other the analogy I was using with the with the multifaceted diamond that's like billions and billions and billions and billions of facets, <laughs> and each right. one is just as beautiful as the next, even though you know our human minds may judge it. Uh, those experiences, yeah, that's amazing. Now you know it, it's funny. Uh, uh, we use different terminology, um, but there's something in, in public and healing we talk about the soul experience template, and that was something that. Uh, has to do with, you know, what do we hear for fun? Like, what do we say we want to experience? And sometimes I think one of mine was a compassion. So um, the experience in a human body of compassion, both for myself and others. And for part of that was the exper- physical experience of physical pain. 
that was necessary mm-hmm. uh, to some degree until that point. But at some point, there was like uh, an ability for me to understand and appreciate that and also to not need, quote-unquote, the physical pain to explore compassion. So is, is it possible for people to rewrite their Akashic records? Or their plan, sorry, their plan? Right. Yeah, you know, we can in some ways and in others um, not really so much. So it would be really great to go in and be able to say, no, thanks, I don't want any of that old karmic stuff. But until you've actually understood it, until you've actually transformed what you're wanting to learn, until you've learned it, you've grokked it, you've been able to be like, okay, I can understand that and go from, right, from whatever pain or anger or trauma to love, we're kind of stuck in these cycles. Now, at any moment, we can wake up and say, you know, I get that hatred, you know, is not going to heal this experience that I had, this trauma I had, this abusive um, uh, boss that I've had at work. Hating them back and being vindictive is not going to help the relationship. And so starting to see and understand every single person, right, is a divine soul just like you. And they're having whatever their experience is. They may have um, literally written a soul contract to support you by being that terrible boss or yes that (laughs) terrible perpetrator in your life they may have said hey i know you want to learn this lesson i'll help you by being that person and so when we can know that that's the truth of who we are with our own you know that our soul's plan includes these situations and we can forgive them hopefully from afar if possible right especially if they're (laughs) you know there's any physicality involved um, so really taking care of ourselves first, but then being able to be the forgiveness, being able to know that we are all divine souls playing out this crazy play that we wrote and scripted ourselves into in some, you know, what appears to us is insane way. But when we can kind of see the big picture and understand that we're infinite souls and we do this again and again and again, and one lifetime is like, Right, a flash in the pan. It is nothing. It is a moment in our infinite nature. And so when we can go to releasing and forgiving and and making a new choice, and we can only really make those new choices right from our heart. You can't really do it from your head. You can't think your way out of it. You have to feel your way out of it, right? Then, well, are there? Then, uh, I know there's some, some burning questions here from folks uh, that I can feel out. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the questions are, um, you know, well, okay, let me let me preface this with with some of what I've experienced too. So, you know, uh, you know, people work with different healers and in different uh, perceptions and things like that. And, um, you know, sometimes the healer's like, oh, well, you know, you have this pain or you have this issue or disease or that's because of this trauma, we got to clear it, or it's because of a curse, you got to clear it, 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 clear it. And, you know, so people are like, I've done so many clearings and I don't understand, you know, I still have this symptom. So the question is, like, 
is it uh, true, or not true, that some people will, quote unquote, not in this lifetime get rid of their symptom because it's part of their soul plan versus them having that full, you know, continuing deeper and deeper, deeper journey where they can then cure themselves because the healers are telling them, oh my God, yeah, you can totally be completely radiantly healthy. You just have to get your mindset in check. You've just got to release this, release that, clear that. So I think people get a little confused over those two concepts. Mm, yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm i with them, honestly. I, you okay. Know, it is con- I mean, it is. it really is confusing in that way because um, what the record keepers say is that we may have brought, you know, often um, sometimes we bring a, a, um, a genetic propensity to some sort of illness. Um, that doesn't mean we have to activate it, but sometimes we bring it in just in case. And we um, we may have had many, many numerous, you know, lifetimes where we've experienced whatever that maybe physical symptom is or that emotional um, trauma is. And so I think for most of us on this plane, once it gets triggered in the physical body, for most of us, it's a lot harder to shift and release because we might think we believe in miracles, but I don't know that we actually do. And so it's kind of an interesting um, kind of catch-22 where we're we're healing the emotional aspect or maybe we're clearing a lot of it out. But what they say, what the record keepers say is, is that until it can be completely released and, and forgiven, then we're showing some form of, you know, symptom of it in the body. And then I think some of it has to do with the density of the world compounding that being stuck. And so, you know, my greatest, you know, prayer and and desire is to see um, all of these being released as we're literally raising the vibration of the planet to a higher frequency and our bodies, as our bodies go from such dense, um, you know, physical bodies, carbon-based bodies, I believe we will over the next 10, 20, 40, 50 years. It's going to be a process. It's not going to happen overnight. As we raise our vibration and our physical energy and our um, energy field, that a lot of these old um, challenges that have been kind of stuck and locked down in this physical form, in this low vibration, they will release they will dissipate that they will heal so i am you know a fan of it is coming super soon and i believe it is possible and it is done and you know and so it is in that sort of mindset but most of us um you know are a little challenged with that mindset Mm, that makes sense and and i think there's some guilt sometimes too uh where people feel like they've failed like they've They've been in spirituality mm-hmm. for a really long time, and, you know, they you see, uh, seek yet another healer, another healer, another healer, because they still have residual symptoms, and they feel bad about themselves. You know, yeah. Because new healer says, well, you haven't done this and this and this. <laughs> right. Um, whereas, you know, whereas, like, what you're saying is sometimes a, a process, and, um, d- you know, there's so many 
different aspects uh, to each individual soul, I, I'm not really sure I could make that judgment on anyone specifically. You know, right. say, oh, you should have gotten rid of that by now. Oh, or, my oh, gosh. You know, you have curses. That, that's why you still, <laughs> you just didn't go to the right healer. You know, like, you still have curses, and that's why you have this issue. And, and then people are feeling guilty and bad about themselves, and, and oh. I, I don't think that's helping. <laughs> no, that is not helping at all. I mean, seriously. It, I mean, you, it really is true that, that um, you know, we have so many layers. It's, it, I was just actually kind of writing I was writing over the weekend. I'm, I'm, you know, always writing something or other. And and what I was really writing about is how probably almost everyone. I mean, of course, there's always some exceptions, but we have these traumas, and we they become hidden because we aren't aware that they're really a trauma, and so. You know, my my big example was that um, my best friend, uh, my two best friends died when I was young. The first one died when I was 13 of a brain tumor, and I felt like I should have been able to heal her. Now, I mean, when I think back and I say that, I realize, well, how stupid is that? Why would some 13-year-old be able to heal someone? But my soul knew I could or I did or I would be able to possibly I mean you know and a brain tumor come on but that aspect showed up in my life and I felt terrible I felt guilty I felt ashamed that I couldn't heal her I couldn't help her and she died and so it was a trauma that no one ever including myself you know knew about it was almost an internal trauma and then when my next best friend died in a car accident i felt like you know again i'm responsible now maybe it's just a kind of strange human trait but there was a part of me that knew that this was my soul sister that knew that we had come to do something together that really felt responsible for this soul And so, again, you know, this was back in the 70s. I mean, you didn't just hop on a a plane and fly across the country to go to a funeral. I mean, it was 25 cents for a minute to make a phone call. I remember those days, yep. (laughs) Right? And, and, you know, and so it was just like, oh, that was, you know, she's gone. I'm sad, but, you know, on you go. And swear to God, 40 years later, I've still been healing that trauma because it was kind of shoved down so deep and there it still was again and again it's popped up again and again and i keep every time it pops up let's just say i'm a freaking healer right what do i do but we have it's again it's kind of the concept of the onion peeling the layer after layer after layer because we can only deal with what we can deal with now right it's not you can't you know, just dissipate it all in one moment. I mean, you know, sometimes I have clients who come to me and they're like, can we just clear all my karma? And I'm like, um, yeah, like you know, right now. Right now. And you know what the record keepers say is that if we did that, you would most likely die. Wow, which is really? Seriously. But what they're saying is that everything that you've, planned in your life to do to share to be to learn 
is part of this soul plan. It would be like if you erased your soul plan, you would have no reason to be here, and you would die, or you would something evaporate, dissipate. Uh, I don't know what. But I, I mean, it's like you know, if you think about it in that way, it's like, oh, right. That's all my purposes are about that growth. It's about that. It's it's not a punishment. No one's punishing you by giving you bad karma. It's about saying. I want to understand this, so maybe I could help somebody else who's having the same challenge or the same experience. Right, because there's a, sometimes guilt, you know, that that right. happens. Not not necessarily a healer giving them, you know, trying to make them feel guilty, but they have this internal, maybe sometimes subtle guilt, like, wow, I've done all this work, and I, I don't have seemingly anything on the surface to show for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, and and you know. The, the the next important part then, you know, to me is to say, let's make sure we're reclaiming those gifts and talents that may have been stuck or lost to that emotional pain or trauma or, you know, karmic pattern. Let's look for what, what what's the good, what are the gifts, what else can I do, what can I share? And so um, in a lot of ways it's about moving out of that, again, that pain or that trauma and finding um, ways to access, you know, the higher or the, the, the talents or the, you know, higher vibration. It's honestly about making a new choice again. Like I said, from your heart, what can I do so that I can walk away and stop poisoning myself with this hatred what can I do to let that go that I can move on and have, you know, start to create? It doesn't happen overnight. You know, we don't bang have heaven on earth. But, but every baby step, every single um, step moves us closer or down that path to awakening, to a higher vibration, to um, more loving relationships, to sharing your gifts, to, um, you know, finding that soul partner. Every positive step we take moves us closer to creating what your heart really desires, what your soul came for. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's it's almost like I, you know, when sometimes we as humans get really attached to the outcome and we want it like now or, you know, in my case, like yesterday would be great. Um, <laughs> and, yep. and it's like uh, I ca- constantly coach myself and, uh, you know, it's almost like the, it's like when people, uh, I'm, as a medical doctor, you know, when, when women were so-called infertile, right? And they couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant. So they do IVF, they do all these procedures, finally get pregnant. And then after they get pregnant after all this attachment to needing to get pregnant, the next time it's like automatically. They, they weren't even prepared. They thought they would never have another child because it was so difficult and costly the first time, but they had absolutely no attachment to getting pregnant again, and boom, they get pregnant again. And they're like, whoa! <laughs> How did that happen, right? It's like the minute we can totally love our experience, however difficult and challenging it is, and see it in, the, in that uh, you know, in the eyes of, of love and acceptance is like when oftentimes sometimes that transformation occurs and we're like, oh, that was a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, so I have this thing, saying, it says love everything. Which, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. Right. Some things we see on the news and things we do not love, we do not prefer. But if we can love everything and see the bigger picture, boy, that can be really transformational. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And, you know, they really – 
it does sound easy, and, you know, it's not because, you know, loving something that you've hated for a long time, and, and, you know, a lot of times we find that it's ourselves, right? It's our body, it's the bump, it's the hip, it's the belly, it's the whatever, but, or it's the thought, or it's, you know, it's a million things, and and even the the Akashic Record Keepers, when they gave me a forgiveness prayer, it, it has all those layers. It's because to love everything, we also have to usually forgive everything. Yeah. We have to forgive yeah. those people <laughs> who hurt us. We have to forgive ourselves for not always being so nice and hurting other people, right? If you think about or it, make own mistake, up to it. Not having discernment, right? Right, um, right. Yeah, Making yeah. a crazy choice that went down, you know, took you down a rabbit hole, and then just downright out and out every single day forgiving yourself just for whatever it might be. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and so, folks, if you're just joining us, uh, I'm here with Lisa Barnett. She is the best-selling author of The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life, and the third book, Your Soul as a Plan, Awaken to Your Life Purpose. Um, she's the founder of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, where she specializes in teaching you how to access your personal soul wisdom and guidance to transform your life, working directly with your soul's plan and support of the Akashic Record Keepers. And she offers Akashic readings, quantum healing sessions to clear old soul contracts, release karma and vows, helping individuals align with their soul path. And you can find her and the wonderful work that she does at AkashicKnowing, all one word, dot com. So AkashicKnowing.com. And we are going to be doing a healing at the end of this and uh, right now, uh, you're up for it, Lisa. Uh, if there's anybody with some questions about some of the stuff we've been talking about, happy to, um, you know, have folks call in and raise their hand. Yes. Yeah, that's, and, you know, just um, as we're talking about a lot of this emotional pain and our confusion about life at this point and, you know, feeling stuck and all of that, um, I would love to share also that I teach people to access their own Akashic records because the record keeper said to me many years ago, they said, you know, this is one of the greatest empowerment tools on the planet. And so when it is your birthright to be able to access your own soul's wisdom and guidance, and so that's one of the things that I love to do is to teach people um, the five-step wisdom prayer system that the Akashic Masters gave me many, many years ago. And so if that speaks to anyone who's listening, I have a live online workshop starting the first week in September. So definitely go check that out on my website also because oh, it is great. Yeah, it's a phenomenal gift to be able to, you know, basically um, the way the record keepers gave it to me, they gave me a vibrational key in the form of a sacred prayer to literally shift from kind of your everyday energetic space into the beautiful divine um, energy of the quantum field, which is where the Akashic records are stored also part of source energy and so we easily can shift into this vibration using a a sacred prayer and then have conversations with our beautiful akashic librarians those beings of light that are here to help you and be in service to you so um 
that is part of my sole mission is to get as many people on the planet really accessing their own Akashic Records so that they can wake up more fully, understand their soul's plan, forgive the old, you know, um, emotional pain and trauma so that we can move forward and really awaken. Mm, that is beautiful. Okay. So great. So we are going to go to the phones right now. Um, so if you have a question or comment uh, for Lisa, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one on your dial pad so you know, um, so we know your hand is up. Or you can post a question in the chat as well if you're not wanting to call long distance. Again, the number is 818-514-1190. Hit one. So um, I'm going to unmute the first person here. Um, who is area code, well, I was just going to say the area code, not the whole phone number, um, nine, oh, my thing keeps shifting here. There we go, 931. <laughs> you can let us know what your first name is, and then um, you can share your question or comment. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Michelle. Thank you so much for Hi, Michelle. the call. Hi. I was wondering if... I could get some help with my Akashic um, if you would be able to help me or not to see the area that comes up first that um, could help me move forward um, in the way of career, income, possibilities, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, great question. And you know what I think we're going to do, Michelle, is um, let's take your question and do some group healing around it. Okay. So I know so many people would love to move forward. What's my next step in my career, right, and and what can we clear? Um, and we can definitely get in there and do some clearing of old vows of poverty, clear maybe some family lineage curses feels like that would be useful to do, as well okay. as um, clear some space to open some new doors to connect to uh, your highest and best next kind of step. So we'll do it as a healing, I think, is really the the most powerful way at the moment because I'm not in your personal Akashic records. Okay. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much. Thank mm. you, Karen. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Again, if you're here live with us, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. If there's something else that you would like to heal today, you can hit 1 so we know your hand is up, or you can put it right in the chat. Uh, if you're live, 818-514-1190 and hit 1. And uh, so, you know, um, Lisa's not doing Akashic Records readings for people here. Uh, you can connect with her at AkashicKnowing.com if you'd like something personalized. What we're really tuning into here is how can we do a group healing where uh, most of us or all of us will benefit from uh, what's going on in the world, what things we're feeling. Um, so, you know, so Lisa, I, I think that there's so many people on that edge of, Am I really in the right place? Am I really doing in a worldly way what I'm set here to do? A lot of jobs are being lost. Um, a lot of businesses being closed or unable to function from various, you know, mandates right. and reasons. And so people have this, like, can I really create my life? Oh, no, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> so let's, yeah, so let's hear from some other people what they would like to heal today. Um, let me unmute Area code 818. Uh, hi, who's this? <laughs> so, let's, yeah, so let's hear from some other people what they would like to heal today. Um, let me unmute. 
area code 818. Uh, hi. <laughs> 818? Hello. I can hear myself in the background, echoed. Hello. Uh, question for Lisa? Yes, hi. Um, yes, I did. What would you like to heal today? Um, I feel completely blocked. Hello? Yes, hi. Um, yes, I did. Okay, so can you, can you maybe turn down the volume behind you because um, on the phone it's a little bit ahead of the audio so we can hear maybe like three seconds right, later. Right, because I have the... I had the computer on and then yeah. the phone was on. So you, right, so turn the computer off or turn it lower so we can speak to you. That would be great. Okay. Um, yeah, so what's your comment or, or what do you okay. want to um, No, my comment is um, that I feel like I have a black cloud hovering over my head, and I live in this pain body from head to toe. And I would right. just like some clearing for that. Okay. Right, so to feel more free, right? Not so stuck. Right, right. I feel completely pain. blocked. Perfect. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, we're, we're writing all these things down, guys. <laughs> yep, yep, I am. I am. Thank you, Elaine. My That's little fantastic. pink post-its I'm writing. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So thank you for that. Yes, yeah, so we're going to add that to yeah. the healing today. Uh, next person, area code 213. Hi. Who's this? Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Jeff. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Um, Hi. Yeah, I, I'm inter- I've been interested in what you're saying. I was wondering if it has where, – where your practices would line up with something like a more traditional religion like uh, Buddhism. I'm a Buddhist. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Um, you know, basically what the record keepers say is that um, – this is more of a, a concept, um, more of a concept, it's not a religion. So, um, you know, the Buddhists believe also that we live many, many different lifetimes, which is what what the Akashic Record Keepers um, share. And so, um, in general, I guess I, I it feels more like it just up more conceptually because we're infinite souls we're here to learn and grow we live many lifetimes we're here to be of service and so um, it is very much a lot of the high concepts that many religions um, talk about if that makes sense so it's not a religion it is it is um, it is really more about the overview of who you are as a soul does that help, Jeff? I see, I see. I'm just on the... Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, some of the conceptual uh, problems. Uh, well, not problems, but, you know, questions I had. I'm also on the toilet right now, so I just have to... Excuse me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that people feel so comfortable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that was nasty. I'm glad you can just smell that. I'm glad we can't smell it either, but, uh, oops, did we lose, oh, we lost them somehow, shoot, okay, well, I'll probably call back, uh, yeah, I think you might have pressed the button, <laughs> okay, so we're looking, so you can call in 818-514-1190, hit one, so if you have something else that you would like to do the group healing on, please let us know, 
So area code 847. Hi. Hi, this is Uma. I'm glad to be on this call. And um, I'm look, I'm looking for healing health-wise. Like um, I have this hemoglobin or anemic issue for many, many years now. I just want to feel energetic overall. Um, is there any way you can heal me in that aspect? You know, we can certainly ask the Akashic Record Keepers. Basically, what we're going to do is um, just in a few minutes, I will bring the whole group together into um, the Akashic field with me energetically. So we will ask our own personal Akashic Record. So we'll just invite your Record Keepers to come in to help and assist you. And then we'll ask for all of these different sorts of healings. And, you know, they often will describe different things or show me different things. And so absolutely, we will, um, we will ask for that for you. Ooh, Thank you so much, great. and I'm also lo- looking forward to that um, career healing that you said you will do it for group, which oh, is yeah. also on my radar that I'm not able to pro- progress next level, so I would like to get that healing as well. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Perfect. Sounds you are good. so welcome. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we got a nice little list going here. Um, area code 315. I think I know who this is. <laughs> Hello. Is that me? Yes, that's Hello. you. Hi. Um, I have two questions. Um, I, too, am dealing with a cycle of pain, multiple, multiple injuries, and I'm wondering if you might comment on, you know, the reason for that. Does some of mm-hmm. us choose to have that experience for right. a greater purpose? Right. Well, you know, there's a very, um, it's a great question, and um, what the record keepers often say, again, because we are, you know, very unique souls, it's not one size fits all, but what they do often say is is that um, we will create some accident, um, challenge, illness in order to... Um, really to kind of regroup, often reevaluate, stop or take time to to do some inter, inner work, right? To maybe do our own inner work, spend more time meditating, um, learn to access your own Akashic records or take an um, intuitive workshop, whatever that might be for you. But to really say, what is you know, what are some of my gifts and talents? What did I come to share? Am I on that path or going towards that path or doing that in some way? So I would say that many of us have come to share our gifts um, of of mm-hmm. healing and wisdom, and we haven't gotten there yet because we need a paycheck or, you know, but we can also start to see ways that we can be of service, or we can be more fully on our path. So, um, yeah, it's... So, yeah, of course I'd like some healing for that, but even greater than that, you know, uh, my life's purpose has always been to help others, and I have been wanting to work with others to send healing to our planet and all life on our planet from this pandemic. So I hope we can focus on that today, too. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I will. 
Sounds good. I will uh, add that in there. And so, are you are you able to get out into nature some and just you know be that yeah. channel yeah. of divine light right through your body to Gaia is is a beautiful way to just simply um, be on purpose there, right? Yeah. So Thank that's you. lovely. Thank you. Uh-huh. Great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's amazing just to see and witness uh, um, people's evolution over time. And, and what I notice uh, is a, uh, Lisa, is a, is a softening. Mm-hmm. Like people can have these ways of, well, I need to get this done or I need to get that done or how come I still have the symptom or, you know. And then what happens over time as they evolve, I just notice a softening. There's like, uh, you know, more like into curiosity, and uh, awareness rather than to just say, oh, this is bad. <laughs> right. I don't want this anymore. So I right. have that right. sense, too, with our last caller, because uh, I've known her for quite a while, so that, that there's, there's, a, there's this journey, you know, of evolution, mm-hmm. and there's a softening, um, whereas a lot of us had, you know, because we're sensitive souls, had to put up these walls to deal with other people, to deal with life. And then now right. we can be in a different space and feel strong and empowered, even though we're also soft and vulnerable at the same time. Anyway, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. process, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, good. Well, we've got a we, good little list. Is there? Right. Well, yes, there's one more person. Let me just, she's been on hold for a little bit, so I'm just going to okay. unmute oh, this. Absolutely. And this is our last one. So, mm-hmm. area code 845. Hi, who's this? Oh, hi, this is Marianne. Um, hey. I had an ex- I had an ex- experience with a um a health issue where I kind of feel like I burnt myself to the ground and in a way like I was in the hospital 7 days with yeah I was I was totally dehydrated had no sodium in my body I was I was like down for the count and it had been a month happening you know into it I kept going to work and dragging myself to work and you know whatnot and I got myself in this position so when I came out of the hospital I was like okay got myself in this position feel like I kind of was burnt to the ground got rid of all the anger got rid of all the bitterness got rid of all the stuff saying no my life isn't what I wanted it to be all the stuff you guys are talking about and like resolving it and coming out the other end stronger and realizing what my mission is and what I'm supposed to do, which is kind of stick close to home to my family and, and work with them and do go to work and do what I'm supposed to do and just get on with it. And that's kind of what I'm looking for, just a little healing on that and, and going back in two weeks and I think I'll be ready. And But it's a very weird experience. I never had an experience like that before. I just felt like I was like whew, out for the count. And I kind of felt like the fire's burn fast but the regeneration comes slow Mm, that's what I kept telling myself you know so I kept telling myself that so I'm like okay regeneration comes slow I'm getting there and um, uh, you know okay (laughs) well definitely throw that in the circle (laughs) right and and honestly just the consciousness of self-care you know we talk mm. about it. People say self care, self care, you know. But I think most of us are like, who's got the time? We roll our exactly. eyes, whatever. Yep. There's everybody else in the world. forced into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yep. um, you know, I'm actually kind of called to share one kind of tidbit because you talked about the the 
the salt uh, and, sure. and the really dehydration and everything. Um, mm-hmm. There is something called soul, S O, I think that's spelled S O L E. Yes. No, okay. so, so with Himalayan sea salts. Yes. Oh. Yeah, they so, pronounce it Soleil. Soleil, S-O-L-E. yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, S-O-L-E. So, yeah, so you basically just buy these Himalayan sea salt rock mm-hmm. salts you can order online, mm-hmm. and um, and you put a couple of the rock salts in a, in a bottle of of pure water and you drink okay. uh, a teaspoon a day, I think, and it keeps you, it keeps, it fills up all of those minerals that we don't have oh. very often. I think you get 44 mm-hmm. different minerals from it. So you might Google that, Himalayan sea I do have Redmond, I do, I do have Redmond salt, like I use uh, some kind of, it's not Himalayan, but it's salt. Yes, the Himalayan it's Redmond sea salt, salt and from somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's similar Himalayan to that. Sea, That's what I use. But you want the big rocks, mm-hmm. and you literally okay. make a jar full of it, and you have it oh, right. every okay. single day. And when well, I started out, doing then. that, right. it gave me more energy. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, we're all depleted. We're depleted. Our food is depleted. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it was, I'll definitely yeah. check that out then. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Justin, Lisa, I'm a big fan of Soleil and. Uh, um, S-O-L-E. My husband actually okay. had, uh, no, S-O-L-E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. S-O-L-E. I will definitely and, um, check that out. Yeah, you can, it's, yeah, you can say how to make it. It's it's very, very easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, who knew, right? There's this book by uh, Med yeah. Barbara Hendel called Water and Salt. Uh, beautiful mm-hmm. book. Got a lot out of it. Oh. I had all these, it talked about platonic solids and like how you can get rid of, um, you know, fungus and all sorts of things. I'm like, geez, this is just salt. Oh, <laughs> cool, know? yeah, no, definitely. Salt, vibrational therapy. Yeah. Right. right. So interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks hmm. for bringing that up. I really Oh, I'll definitely look really into that. that. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Good. All right. All well, right. We um, are good. We are good. We're going to um, do a group healing. So, um, if you can sit back and close your eyes, everybody who's able to to do that, sit back and close your eyes and just just drop down out of your head whatever your thoughts or your questions, whether you know whatever might be buzzing around in your head. Let's just move from our head center down to our heart center. And just taking a nice deep breath into your heart, your lungs, feeling your heart open and expand a little bit further. I see the heart often, even the fourth chakra, as a beautiful golden spinning ball that expands to fill our really our torso, our whole rib cage. And we ask the divine lords of unconditional love to help us center fully in this moment as we create this sacred space. Please wrap us in your love and protection and allow us to travel to the highest realms of the Akasha available to us today. Please help us we lay our multidimensional hearts open to divine love and release all resistance. Lords of the Akashic Record, Please guide us to the deepest truth we can access now. Support us in healing and releasing that which no longer serves on our true path. We give great thanks for your divine love and support on this journey today. 
So just taking a breath, you may notice the beautiful Akashic energy column of light swirling around your body, bringing us all together all around the planet into this high vibrational energy of the Akashic field. And we ask our Akashic record keepers to help us as we take this journey as we clear what is available and ready to be released, and we reclaim that which is in our personal highest and best good. Beautiful. So I just ask our record keepers to help us. We're going to start with the vows of poverty. We'll start with the first question, the vows of poverty. So we're just going to go outside of time and space into other uh, lives, times, lifetimes, and just calling forward any and all vows of poverty that we've taken from lifetimes where we've been nuns or priests or monks, where we've said, I will not take money for my God-given gifts or I will not take money for my spiritual gifts. And we just clear, release, delete. We actually burn all these old vows of poverty and release that stuck energy to be recycled for your highest and best good. And we just see them, all these little flames throughout our timeline, all the different lifetimes where we've been on a spiritual path. And we've taken any vow of poverty, chastity, or obedience. Let's burn all three of those vows. They usually go together. Absolutely, the obedience is not helpful either, nor is the chastity. Who needs it, right? (laughs) So (laughs) clearing these vows, right? releasing them through all time space continuum for the highest good of our soul and our soul's growth. Good. And then we want to ask our record keepers to help us to clear any curses that may be in our ancestral lineage all the way back through to the very first two people, any time, any life, any place where we were cursed. Sometimes the curses are about money, but sometimes they're about health or relationships. So we want to clear all types of curses, whether they come from our great-grandparents or we were cursed in this life. We send the beautiful, divine, Akashic light and energy back through our ancestral lineage line, clearing, releasing, deleting any of these curses that have blocked us in this life, through all time, space, and then down forward, down through the soul lineage, family lineage, to your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Twelve generations back and twelve generations forward. 
And as we clear and release and, and do that, we want to ask our Akashic Record Keepers to help us to release that which is releasable, any um, energy, any emotional pain will clear any of that pain or trauma that keeps us stuck or or blocking the door to, say, the next highest and best job or career or gift. So we want to clear the emotional pain and trauma that we've been hanging on to consciously and unconsciously from, from um, challenges in this life or any other challenges from other lifetimes that we're hanging on to in this life, which is kind of these karmic pattern energies that go through time-space. So just clearing, releasing that. clearing and now we invite these next highest and best steps whether it just may show up for you like a little golden staircase I'm seeing stair, little golden stairs and golden doors so they're showing up kind of in both um, ways for different people on the, on the caller who are listening um, to a replay, it's still viable, valuable energy. So whether you're ready to open that beautiful door or take a few steps up those stairs, just imagine yourself reaching out and doing exactly that or taking that step. Feel yourself moving forward in the highest and best way for you. Beautiful. All right. Thank you for those suggestions. Now, so um, the next notes that I wrote down were about black cloud and pain body. So let's do a beautiful kind of um, Akashic swirling vortex of energy to vacuum out those black clouds other people in our energy field, dark energy that's in our energy field, whether it's from us or from others. We want to um, clear, release, delete, um, remove any just old energy that is hanging around that no longer serves you. And we want to send any and all entities or dark energies back to source to be recycled for the highest good of all concerned. Sometimes we have entities or unembodied spirits hanging around, and they can they can have some dark energy to them. So we want to hook them up to source to be recycled for their highest good also and your highest good. So clearing the dark cloud, vacuuming that out with the Akashic quantum vortex energy. And then I want to use my 
pain body release technique to erase and delete some of the emotional pain that is stuck in the physical body. We want to clear the physical pain, the emotional pain, and the spiritual pain, which often feels something like abandonment, like, God, why have you forsaken me? How could you abandon me here to this challenging or traumatic life? And so we want to release that spiritual pain also because it all keeps keeps us kind of locked down in and stuck in a space. So releasing and deleting more emotional pain, more trauma, more physical pain. Good, and then we just want to fill everyone up with their highest cosmic golden vibration, the highest energy and wisdom that you can hold from your Akashic field, just filling you up as we clear all of these and delete and make more space in your body. We want to fill it up with your highest Akashic light and wisdom and your own physical, highest physical energy and vibration you can hold. better so just breathe into that start to feel more space expanding through your physical body your energy field out into your auric field as you notice that light and the brightness in your body Good. And then we're going to do a little, ask the record keepers to help us um, if we have some uh, energy around anemia or um, low vibration, just exhaustion, depletion, um, like the other woman was saying, right, it's just dehydration, all of these kinds of physical um, illnesses or or challenges or symptoms. So we just want to ask our own personal Akashic Record Keepers to step in to do the healing on each one of you in the highest and best way possible. Rebalancing our bodies, re-bringing everything back into the highest and best stasis for us, the highest and best balance that your body can be in. Of course, water and salt and food and minerals, all of that want to be in balance in your body, so we're inviting our record keepers to help us to balance that. And then we ask to help to heal any injuries that we've had, any kind of 
repeating patterns around injuries. Often it has to do with a message, and so let's ask our record keepers to not only to help us to heal our injuries miraculously with ease now, we also invite the message we ask to hear, to know, to feel the message that was attached to that in injury. So if you're getting a message, if you feel something in your heart or you're hearing something in your head, grab a pen and jot it down so you don't forget. And then all of the beautiful light workers and healers and people who are here to help raise the vibration of the planet, awaken humanity, to do all the, the beautiful and powerful work that we're all here to do. We ask for our personal Akashic Record Keepers to show us the next step. As we know, this is a journey we invite in the highest and best next step for us to take. It might be something to do today. It might be a connection you make. It might be an image you see or a vibration you feel shifting in your body. We ask our souls, our own personal souls, to help us to be more consciously aware of our highest and best purpose that we're walking this in this life. Beautiful. And so we ask our record keepers again to fill us with the highest and best Akashic wisdom, light, and energy that we can now hold. And we ask them to help us to integrate the information and the healing received with ease and grace. And we close and lock the Akashic records of the group for now. And so it is. Blessed be. Amen. Amen. So it is. Beautiful. Mm. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, that was awesome. You know, mm. I got an awareness during that that um, sometimes when I have like a physical pain or something like that and I can go into curiosity that what I discover in that space is not personal to me necessarily, uh, but that it's it's just showing and sharing um, other ways that people can um, look at, address, perceive, and even heal those pains. So there's just not, you know, one solution for everyone. And then sometimes that that's part of my role is to be the one to say, hey, you know, did you know about this or try this mm-hmm. or what resonates with you? And and so it's like I feel like an ex- more of an acceptance, I guess, mm-hmm. um, even more than before of my role. In the in the pain space, if you will, or the physical pain oh, space. So, I love yeah, that. Cool. Beautiful. Very cool. Yes. Or even or even the mental pain space too, because uh, you know my family history. Mom um, has had depression, and my grandparents. Uh, and so I really like working with the folks in that space. And um, I mean, some people, 
you know, they like working with people with head injuries, right? <laughs> but I like working with people that have the depression, anxiety, and, and the pain, so because I've experienced it. So I can, I'm, I'm just seeing those connections even more deeply now. So thank you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Oh, my heavens, my pleasure. What a beautiful awareness. So thank you. It was really very, um, felt very powerful to get the group together and to do some of this healing and clearing and really, um, and really lovely to spend this time with you and, and all of your listeners. So thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for the work that you've been doing. Again, folks, it's akashicknowing.com. And, and Lisa, is your is your latest book actually out um, as of this recording? It has taken a little bit longer for me to get it edited, so no, not okay. quite yet. <laughs> okay, so we can look forward to that then. You can look uh, forward the, the to that. Have the plan. Yes, absolutely. And but you know, if anyone's interested in learning to access your own Akashic records, definitely check that out on my website because that live class starts um, September seventh. So I'd love to have some yeah. of your listeners join us. That would be so fun. That would be great. Yeah. So AkashicKnowing.com, and of course you can get on Lisa's uh, email list as well. She has a free gift there right on the front page. You can check it out. So definitely if this is resonating with you, um, that might be a good fit for, for you, um, you know, to, to be in that live class with Lisa. So, Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for what you do and your generosity and for the wonderful healing you did for our group today. Oh, thank you, Karen. My pleasure. Bless you. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. Bye-bye. Bye for now. <laughs> 